0: now listening to the nasty table the premier source for tabletop role playing actual play now come on in relax and pull up a seat to the nasty table
1: Thinks it's fine that we give this up. I'm saying that we might not
2: have a choice. This is a formality for my mom. He was a creep. In what way? My brother was obsessed with me. Somebody wanted this guy. Allie knew somebody who knew somebody. You went there? Yeah, we did. Uh, What happened?
3: do it first thing tomorrow.
2: You'll do it now. The last time that it was accessed, three days ago. Each throb of the black heart is ours. The door slams shut. Watch as he is slowly lifted off the ground. Slowly, he's grabbing at his own neck. And then he goes limp.
1: Oh, damn. <laughs> this this, this is again. this is my home. Play with my thing again. Oh yeah, yeah. There it is. Oh, yeah. It's like loose. You should
3: jiggle my thing.
1: God, like it's so much whatever it is right
3: now, to... just keep doing that. Though, just keep the, keep the rest of the Keep session. going. Keep going. Keep going. Don't yeah. You. Are you making me touch your thing now? What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> your thing my yeah i do okay. just
4: jerk in my rat. <laughs> <Jerk> my rat. <laughs> i want <had> it all I want all all i had a lot of, all all a lot of over. extra over here <laughs> 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 all right did you guys hear the new suicide boys album
2: yes the shake Law th- one i think yeah. it yeah, it's i think good. it's the best thing that they have put out in really? a long time i think it's better than dirtiest nastiest suicide um that i'm kind of uh, biased because I love Shakewell like Shakewell's so good probably as much as I love Suicide Boys no
3: just like the production the beats and shit I thought I was very underwhelmed by dirtiest nastiest personally that's fair I was underwhelmed that's by fair it fair to say I feel like um they
4: make like they're really consistent with their beat making but it can sound Repetitive. Well, that's, it just, definitely that's can. just that's Skrim, why they do so much Because Scrim just shit. Yeah. uses
3: fucking
2: GarageBand, that's all he <laughs> does, bro. <laughs> that's crazy. I'm going make a sick beat. Yo, Ruby, get on this shit. Yeah. All right. So we're back at the table, ladies and gentlemen. I've been having some thoughts lately about, um, we're gonna get into all the shit that happened last session because there was a lot of shit. Kind of a game changing session if you think about it. But I want to talk about something completely different first, uh, Dungeons and Dragons, which we will be playing soon, TM? I don't know exactly what point we are in this, but we will be playing Dungeons and Dragons at some point
3: soon tm soon. this can't be this little one shot's gonna be going soon. until 365 days from now i
2: mean well like you guys you guys soon
3: a year later you guys
2: you guys know how it is it's, yeah it, well it's 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 the one. me thing it's the yeah. you feel yeah happy. it's, like, like, it's, like, it's like
3: it's like it's like it's like one fucking movie tri- like movies come out and they're like they tease it and it's like coming out and it says like four years later no, it's pretty soon well, it's and like then, oh
2: but I can't plan good. I'm no good at. <laughs> I'm no good at planning it. Cause when we were starting this, I was like, "Yeah, dude. Like, I'm running another Delta Green campaign. Like, we're gonna get this wrapped up, dude. It's gonna be done in like the next three weeks. We'll be playing by fucking Thanksgiving." I said and that was the first thing. And then I was like, "All right, well, it's kind of going a little bit longer. You know, <clears throat> right, right around Christmas, we'll we'll kick it off. And then I said after New Year's. Um, I don't know exactly when we started this. Middle of January. Middle of January. Yeah, sixteenth sounds right. Yeah, and I didn't even finish that campaign. I cheated. I cheated some decent, decent men out of that. But my point is, I want to talk about D and D real quick. I have so many ideas. I have. I got big plans for you know what this uh, what this campaign is going to look like once we start D and D. But there's something that I can't get off my mind, and I want to do it. And we're gonna we're not gonna do it first. I promise you. We're playing. This is my official. You know, disclaimer that we're playing real deal, official fantasy Dungeons and Dragons classic, you know, boo boo ha bullshit.
3: Joe's gonna put a gun to our heads and make but, us play Call of Cthulhu.
2: But, well, I mean, I would love to play Call of Cthulhu. I want
3: to do Cowboys. Well, we're so gonna bad. have to because you're gonna be pointing your shotgun at our heads.
2: It's Cowboys. I want to do Cowboys so bad. I can't stop thinking about Cowboys. I want to play Wild West Cowboy DD so bad fucking bird dude i will sit there and i'll be writing for our DD campaign and i'll be like remember the god of destruction and chaos blah 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 and then i'll be like "Ah, they should just be riding horses and like (laughs) tumbleweeds going by and fucking shooting bandits and stuff and robbing stagecoaches come on dude i can't get it out of my fucking head so as god is my witness high lord Above me, looking down, we are playing fucking cowboys at this table at some point, yeah, I'm
4: if, I'm breathing,
2: if I'm breathing and I'm living, we are playing cowboys.
4: Like real cowboys or fantasy cowboys like re-
2: hmm. fa- Well, I do want to do fantasy cowboys.
4: Yeah, <laughs> So there's two cowboy paths we can go down.: Yeah,
2: because so there's a fork in the road, and we take the one less traveled, because yeah. I think that you know, regular cowboys. when we started this whole thing and I sent you guys a list of campaign ideas I had, one of them. I think it was called last train to hell. Yeah. That's fucking cool. Demons and cowboys. Shoot. Cowboy bullets
3: at, with a fucking magnum on my, yes, my bro. Fucking hip and how I'm fighting a monster cool with three arms and five legs. How cool is that? We can do right that with any eyes.
0: I know. We can just make it cowboys. And it goes
3: invisible.
0: Well, I can make it cowboys. <laughs> we can get horses whenever we want. We can, I can get horses. You know how to ride a horse now.
2: That's right. But yes, I can't get cowboys out of my head. It is a plague. It's a disease I have in my head. And I can't
3: stop thinking about cowboys. There's only room for one of us in this town. <laughs> Dude, fucking
2: a Mexican standoff. Oh, God, that's disgusting. <laughs> a Mexican standoff with a fucking giant winged demon. You're telling me that's not oh. the coolest thing in the world? That
1: would
2: be crazy. Robbing a train that is being run by demons? Come on.
3: Thanks for the spoiler. Let's talk about Delta Green. <laughs>
2: Wait, so your whole
0: D&D point was just that you want to really play Cowboys?
2: Yes, really, really fucking bad. And it's like, it's fucking with me. Because I am prepping our D&D campaign now. Slowly but surely. I'm writing, you know, repurposing some of my older lore to fit, you know, this new world that I'm building. But I can't stop thinking about Cowboys. I'm not opposed to Cowboys. That's what I'm saying. I think, I look, I know that this table is very set and I'm not gonna, I don't. I don't want to have an opinion either way because at the end of the day, if I have two badass dudes on my left and two badass dudes with my right and two thumbs, and we're playing any kind of tabletop, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. But I want at the end of the day you guys to pick what we play. And it's going to be it's going to be d and I know you guys like D&D. Who doesn't like D&D? We'll kill some dragons and explore some dungeons and and I'll keep thinking about cowboys. Delta Green. Last session was a long one.
4: Primarily, now we got fingerprints, right? But also just to ask around and see if we could find the reason why he was, uh, you know, let out much, much earlier than he was initially sentenced for.
0: Yeah, we also found out that his case um, seemed weird because I think his charges only ended up being for uh, the sale of weed. And there was a bunch of investigators and a lot of work done on his case for something that seemed kinda of simple. Yeah, and and going through
2: that, you know, just in the preliminary drive back, you get the sense that if you spend a little bit more time really going into this, maybe talking to some of the people who are, you know, named by name in that report, you would probably come away with a better understanding of exactly what that deal is. It's a little weird on your first glance through definitely something that you would notice as a police officer that just the way it was set up is weird. That case in particular.
4: Um, we got Joe Campos, who's the clerk, very handsome clerk. <laughs> we got a uh, we got Joe Campos' boss, Jonathan Simis, and we got a uh, Jonathan's boss, Dan Colchetti. We got those two.
0: They he didn't seem to want us to. I don't know. We think that maybe it was him just trying to help us not dig too far into something Mm -hmm. but then also seemed like something maybe being covered up over here yeah
4: definitely couldn't gauge what direction he was leaning there but uh he definitely perhaps he was just trying to help us out and save our time uh
2: i also would like to uh redact a couple of things i fucked up last session a couple of times um big thing is uh, there was a massive time error basically at that point where I said that you guys met up yeah you guys were like aligned on, on the right track but I believe I said the time was like three forty-five, like quarter to 4 um, in reality based on the time that it took you guys to do everything once that lockers opened when you guys go to quick store for the second time that's probably about 530 in the morning mm-hmm. so we're a little bit farther down that um, timetable than, than I originally said but with that segue, I would like to touch on Quickstore Round Two.
4: And he's like obviously cutting off. The, there's like a bloody saw, right? What if like he can open it up? And I don't want to say all this out of character, but like maybe he can open it. And he's like, "Hey, look, I got this fucking." So and then she doesn't like rip his throat out for that reason. You know what I mean? Like we. I'm lost. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna keep it real.
0: I, like he just tries yeah. to be nice to her, but to be fair, we weren't being yeah, mean like to her. What, they have what like what fucking kind of tea parties and stuff. You know. Who are you? Yo. Ki- who
4: are you? Who's her? The girl. The the yeah. ghost monster you, alien in the box. How, how, how are you, you just me?
3: assuming it's a girl? I, I think it's a girl I'm too. It's a I don't girl know why I like just like it's start talking about it's a too. girl.
4: I'm thinking it's a girl because of the dresses. But you're right. That's an assumption.
3: The dresses.
4: Yeah the little baby girl dresses.
0: To be fair, at this point, it seems like an amalgamation of a bunch of children (laughs) that they're feeding to something. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Something that we just let out of a box. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think I mean, with all like the literature and stuff, it's they're growing something. Yeah. Right? Like it was it's not like sustaining anything. Like they were creating this thing. They're feeding it until it can walk. Right? Like the heart has grown limbs like it like it, they were Conceiving whatever this thing was yeah, they were making it here. It wasn't just like that's kind of sexy It's not like we're gonna <laughs> you know, we found it and we're having it here. Yeah. and We're gonna keep it happy It's like they created whatever the fuck this is yeah. it
0: also seems weird that based on the letter It almost seems like they're a aban- whoever this is is abandoning this thing that it I think didn't we get that vibe from the letter That like it seemed like they were like done with this storage yeah, unit kind of. yeah. This last paragraph somewhere so I don't know. Why are you leaving that thing behind? True. Unless it's a fucking weapon that they wanted to get out there.
1: Yeah, or like it would benefit them to have us break
4: it out. You, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's probably the fucking Russians, bro. <laughs> I'm just <playing. laughs> uh,
0: It could be the Russians.
2: <laughs> yeah. And it's funny. When I make my notes, I have like little headings on like the different things that could possibly happen. and Like what would happen and this and that. The event that occurred last session, at the end of last session, that subheading was The Encounter. So I would like to open a dialogue about The Encounter,
3: if we could. We heard footsteps. That was the first thing that happened.
0: The door shut, too. The lights went
3: out. Flashlights stopped working.
1: Yes. Wind. Wind going by. And we rolled yeah. some checks, and then it was wind, and then we rolled some checks, and someone rolled a certain
0: number on a check, and then twice it, that one, and then it was twice. not was wind anymore. Yeah. Then it was was that a forty? I think it was a forty-nine that I rolled twice. Honey, that was fucking sick. Um, I
2: should have had you rolling dodge instead of just a straight dexterity roll truthfully.
0: Uh I would not have passed either of those. We, we break the chain and all you can so hear is So I don't is... feel
2: too bad about you hit backing up against the wall like you did. Break the chain and all you can hear is
3: bare feet slapping across concrete.
2: Floors. Oh it was <laughs> it, I mean this was a this was a a, a resounding thud that you heard. Almost like boot falls. it d- didn't come uh-huh. from like one direction, It right? kind of sounded like it was resonating out from from all directions and I know that that's shitty but that's really what it felt like. It's not like you could pinpoint it from, oh, it's on the other side of the room. Like It's like, I hear this in my head type you said of it, thing. You said it was heavy? Yes, these oh. heavy thuds, pads, I, I describe them as. like, oh, boom,
4: boom. There's a uh, paper that's left in that box.
2: Yeah, so this whole encounter, air quotes, happened really, really quick. And, you know, box flies open, lights go out. Uh, you know, the first thing you see out of the box before, you know, it it all goes dark is, you know, there's just like this satin pillow that's laying there and there's like a small note that's kind of on there and then all this shit kind of happens.
0: Choked against the wall and then thrown across the room Um, presumably losing hit points, but then it didn't feel like it. Well, does it feels like it. You feel like you are in pain. Okay. Well, then I feel like I got fucked up.
2: Well, gentlemen, a storage container that has been opened and a casket that should have stayed closed. The Violent Crimes Unit of Linwood Falls is reeling with the last minute of events, your hearts still racing, your heads still spinning. Ray and Jerry look on towards the recently deceased Quick Store employee, and Roy looks on towards Caleb, who looks frantic. He looks crazed. And in a flash, as if something waves over him. He looks fine. Calm. Before we get into this session, I need every single person at this table right now to roll sanity for me for this entire event.
0: Again? Oh, yeah. Oh, fucking absolutely. Oh, yeah. We haven't discussed that part of it yet. (laughs) Do I get to know? Oh, yeah.
1: You'll you'll, you'll you'll piece Wait, it together. Wait, okay, should I? Eighty-three on a sixty, so I'm I'm good.
2: Eighty-three on a sixty is a fail. You have to roll
0: lower. Oh shit! That's
2: Seventy-nine right. <laughs> on
3: a forty-eight.
0: Ooh, what's my new breaking point?
2: Your new breaking point is going to be your current sanity. Once your breaking point was hit, yeah. minus your your power score.
0: Um. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Caleb, did you succeed or fail? Rolled a forty-six on a forty-seven. Forty six on a forty seven. Nice. Unreal. Okay. Wow.
2: Uh Ray needed it. Ray, success or fail? Fail. Fail. Uh
4: Roy? Fail. Uh sixty six on oh, a sorry. Fifty eight. Critical fail. Yeah.
3: Jerry. Seventy nine on an eighty four. Or fail. Forty eight, sorry.
2: Okay. So to begin, Caleb, you're good. <laughs> My boys.
1: My poor, poor crazy boys. That's we saw the body together, so he got something different. That's fair.
2: Yeah. Ray, you're going to lose four points of sanity. This is from the culmination of seeing the events that happened in the box, seeing Chris bleeding out. uh, Jerry, you are going to lose one. Now, I want to make something clear. In the event that one of you passed this other than Caleb, you would have rationalized these events and have been, been able to say to yourself, there's no way something like that happened. There was a guy there and we didn't see him and something, you know... Within the realm of processing in your brain occurred. Three of you all failed. So, your takeaway from this event is whatever you think that your character would believe, truthfully. Now, here's what's interesting. Before I roll for your sanity loss here, Roy, Caleb, you are panting, frantic. And then you just feel super, super calm. When are they going to open the box? What are they waiting for? Wow. You look up, you see Roy still looking over you, trying to,
4: you know, make sure that you're okay. I'm like giving you some face smacks. I'm like, Caleb, you alright? Did you <laughs> grab the the bulk
0: cutters? Did you grab him?
4: In the room we're not going we're not going back in there. I stand up crazy.
0: Do I see him on the floor?
4: Yeah, you look in, you see him on the oh. floor did you
0: (laughs) I thought you were gonna wait for me you opened the box oh what's this note Roy you
2: are going to lose six points of sanity the culmination of the events that occurred as well as Caleb's behavior are going to give you six points of sanity by the book (laughs) you should enter a state of temporary insanity I'm going to pretend I didn't read that. We're going to push past that. Temporary insanity to me, I feel like that only works in situations where it fits the narrative. In this situation, by the rules as written, you should be temporarily insane, but we're going to go past that.
4: Okay. <clears throat> Caleb, you grab the note? Yeah. Oh, I. Oh, my God. As he grabs it, I grab his wrist. I'm like, Just back the fuck up right now. I, it's, it's, did he I, grab it yet, or what? No, nah, he's still reaching nah, for it. I'm like, no, just back
0: I, the fuck up! If he did that, I, I put my hand, I, would, uh, and I push
4: him up against the wall. I'm like, are you fucking with me right now? What's wrong with you?
0: You guys opened it without me. I was, I thought that was the point to know what was inside of it. I'm, I'm sorry.
4: Roy, just like takes a deep breath and a step back. Were you? I saw you in there. I saw you in there. I saw Jerry. I saw Ray. We were, yes, we were all in there. I was- With the looking, lights off?
0: I was looking, the light And that was,
4: thing grabbing your neck? What,
0: what thing? We were, where'd the other two go?
2: Jumping back over to the other two, Ray and Jerry, you guys walk into the office. The scene that basically quickly unfolds before you is Chris laying there, uh, grabbing at his throat, quickly going limp, uh, blood- coding his entire body as well as kind of spread out through the uh the floor around him
1: he he's he's still
2: no he the like the second you walk in it's just like this last kind of clutching at his own throat and then just
3: did you say that we that the door like the when we when we got in there was like the front door like closing or something no no i'm going to say like jerry like as soon as he sees chris just like bleeding out like kind of like freaks out a little bit but he's like in the moment and he like kind of runs out the front door takes out his gun and he's like kind of trying to yeah like looking around trying uh, to see somebody I mean
1: I guess I'll try and play into the more that I lost more sanity than him Mm -hmm. Um, after he runs out uh, Ray just kind of kind of he slowly holsters his gun Mm -hmm. and he stares at it and he and he says out loud
2: to an empty room
1: yeah not again and he, uh, and he, walks up to the to the corpse and kind of inspects it, gives know? it the once over. Well, because you know, he didn't get shot, you know, he mm-hmm. got mangled. So, so I guess can I can I roll investigate? Roll's not even medicine. Roll man. Roll, just...
2: roll roll human intelligence. Okay. <sighs> Six, Fuck sixty-one mm. on a fifty. Sixty-one on a fifty. It's familiar but that's all it is Jerry you run outside quickly looking left right roll alertness
3: a one
2: success it's quiet and you are sure of it and it is unsettling to you how the quiet of early morning in Linwood Falls is uninterrupted by what has just transpired A car horn beeps in the distance but echoes out
3: all right. um, I walk back in,
2: and you just see Ray staring over the body.
3: Should I? Should I call? And I'm like kind of trembling. Yeah, fuck. Do we have like a payphone or something like that? Yeah, you Whatever. saw a payphone on the call corner. The ambulance.
1: Yeah, can... <clears throat> yeah can... fuck. Get an ambulance. Get the lieutenant.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Back in the storage locker, Caleb Roy.
0: There was something that had somebody had my neck
4: somebody in here I I don't I don't know I, I don't know something had I just don't, I don't know are we gonna go let's
0: let's go I walk out because I'm trying
4: to find a culprit that I'm yeah I'm like Jerry and Ray went back to the uh, to the entrance over there were they on his trail yeah But actually I don't think you should leave Right now
0: You're, you're not making a, a ton of sense here
4: And I I walk over like Tiptoeing towards the note In the box mm-hmm. And I pick it up
0: My gun is drawn at this point It is sloppy Almost childlike writing
3: What is this that he picked up?
2: There was a note in the casket
3: None of us picked this up yet no. Okay.
2: This was probably the first chance you had to actually do mm. that.
4: I w- want to compare it with the n- the note that RJ potentially RJ wrote. Uh, handwriting wise, completely different. Anything on the walls?
0: No. Doesn't look to fit anything like that. Um fuck. Hey, did I did I hit my head or something? It was pain on your neck you're starting
2: to remember that at least slowly yeah i
0: i was I, maybe you got hit on your head you think i was looking at the, the the casket the the plaque on the front can i look at that plaque again mm-hmm. what does it say it's in a language that you're not sure what it is okay and i remember looking at that yeah you remember that inspecting it and then we had a conversation that we were going to open this box yeah and then i was i was out side and I must have somebody attacked me I must have I'm, I'm sorry I must have hit my head
4: no that's it's was not you but we just had somebody attack an officer um yeah I think I think we did just have someone attack an officer uh here you might want to check out this note
2: it's slowly more memories creep in. It was dark. It was dark. And you got hurt. You got hit. You got choked by your neck. And it was by some... What was that? What the fuck was that? What What just happened? And it immediately just all rushes back to you.
0: Oh, Jesus. And I have my gun once again pointed. I put the letter back in the box. Put it back where it was. And I just have my gun drawn at it. And the only thing you're probably hearing is a wedding ring tapping against the gun because my hands can't stay steady looking at this thing. This letter and this by what the please give me a call. What are we doing here?
4: We leave it open. We gotta close this hole. Uh storage place. That was off. the
0: fucking devil. That was Satan. I don't know what the fuck that was in there. That wasn't from here. That was something you only hear about at certain
4: times. Uh, what time is it? Check your watch. Five forty-five.
2: <laughs> Jerry, at this point, you make it to the payphone.
3: I just made it. <laughs> um.
2: Well, you guys had your conversation, and you know, you went out. Yeah,
3: somewhere. I want to get an ambulance to the site ASAP. All
2: right. Who do you call?
3: I guess lieutenant. Call
2: like call the police station. Yeah, yeah. Get connected with dispatch. <clears throat> you know, Linwood Falls Police Department.
3: This is Detective Jerry Flores. Please get get my lieutenant on the, on on the phone, please.
2: Sure thing. One moment. Then, Lieutenant
3: Longo. Lieutenant, we have one down. I, I need you to send ambulance here right now. Quick store, one seventy four. Who's hurt? The kid a kid.
2: Okay, alright, okay. Um,
3: um, Just get here.
2: Beep! And the receiver clicks. Of note, you two who are still in the storage locker, that smell, that chemical smell is still kind of there, but that original smell of, like, gunpowder sulfur has faded. You also notice, kind of, as you're maybe walking out, that, that the garage door itself is bent on one side like bent inwards or I'm sorry bent outwards from the inside
4: so it's almost as if someone like like if if I'm inside and let's say I'm like the fucking Hulk I could have pulled it in and this is this is the way that it bent yes no, I thought it was outward bent
0: out. bent outwards from out of the, the inside. unit uh, so kind of like somebody went like and then pulled it up maybe okay. okay is there a gap between, uh, like... It's raised. Saying, it's a gate, like, yeah. Okay. Like the... Yep. There's,
4: like, a hump. Yep. Uh, do we have caution tape? I know we took it Ray's car.
2: Yeah, I mean, you guys established that you were bringing, you know, stuff for evidence collection, so probably... Since scene. I'm outside,
3: uh, let's just say, like, I'm going to grab all that stuff and... Ray, is there anything up. else that you're doing for...
2: inside the um, the office there?
1: I want to without disturbing anywhere where there's massive amounts of blood and, and whatnot because i didn't touch it initially so i kind of don't want to touch it now um is there like just cabinets office like any, any like what yeah. do i what do i find in this little room oh you want to like actually look around roll search yeah i don't know i'm just looking for like fucking whatever nice that that ain't it 80
2: well you the stuff that's apparent is you know classic uh Stationary supplies, as well as you do find that record book that he was keeping. You also find the note that has your guys' names on it, as well. Um, that record book that has the log of people coming in and out of Quick Store. Um, other than that, nothing really of note. Nothing that sticks out to you. What are you guys doing,
4: uh, Roy and Caleb? I want to. Uh, I would also be looking for a payphone at this point. So you're making your way back to that office. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you walk in, you see
0: Ray there. Jerry, you're Caleb. Do you follow him? Sorry. No, I shut the door of that, and I stand outside of it. You shut the garage door? Yes. Okay. Uh,
2: Jerry, at this point, you're walking back in with kind of like the crime scene securing, mm. you know, stuff like the tape and the, you know, et cetera, Yeah, et are they both in the office right yeah, now? You Am see I, like, Ro- coming through the office? Yeah, you see Roy and Ray standing there. Roy, you walk in, and for the first time, you <clears> see Chris, <throat> the employee, dead there, and you see Ray kind of looking through some cabinets off to the left.
3: Can I say, like, I'm kind of walking fast, like, just literally, like... Just walking through the office, and I just just say real quick to you guys: like Longo's on his way, Ambulance is on his way, and then I walk out. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, did Did you
4: guys see this? Did you see this happen? Jerry ignores you, Ray. You're still there.
1: Yeah, we, we walked in on his last couple of breaths.
4: Uh, did you see him? Well, did you see anything similar to what happened to Caleb? Happened to this boy? Well, if seeing nothing
1: similar to Caleb, then yes. Uh, you, You ever seen anything like this, sir?
4: And his like throat is ripped out. Like literally his throat is ripped out.
2: You're looking at it and it looks as if I say throat ripped out, but there is bulging in the like skin. You don't see like bone or anything like that. Uh, A deep gash in the side of his neck. Absolutely, you know, it's not hard to tell that severed an artery, lacerations pretty deep. If you have ever seen it, the closest thing that comes would be like an axe wound. Yeah, I'm just gonna say no.
4: (laughs) I've not seen anything like this before.
2: Jerry, you walk out the back and you see Caleb kind of standing guard outside of... 174.
3: Jerry kind of like stops real quick and like drops the tape and kind of walks up to Caleb. Are you, you alright?
0: Is there anything? Is there anything on my neck?
3: Is there? No. Hmm. You alright?
0: I need to breathe. And I kind of sit like one knee down on the ground, breathing get, heavily. Get some lemons, uh, get some orange slices. Maybe it's, yeah, in my head that it went from feeling terrible to feeling okay and now everything rushed back to me Mm -hmm. and just feeling like i just got fucking choked and thrown i mean and that's that's mental whiplash yeah you feel that and it is it's you feel
2: exhausted more than anything
3: jerry's like showing a little bit of empathy and kind of like me an empath trying to (laughs) trying to comfort this boy a little bit but
0: wait wait and i stand up and i run to the front office Mm mm-hmm you crash in through the front office, the back
2: door, and you see Ray and Roy looking over the corpse of Chris. You
0: you you took the pictures. You you have it. You have the proof.
1: We gotta bring him back to the lab now. Now. Hold on. Just take a take
0: it easy. Do I now see this dead kid? Yes. Yeah.
2: And kind of sets in for a second that you saw him the second you walked in there. You still started that conversation anyway.
4: He was dead when they got in there. In here. Can I
2: look at his neck? The
0: features of the
2: marks? There's not many marks on it. Other than just the wound that has been sustained.
0: Does it feel similar to how my neck felt?
2: It's a hard question. Where you felt the most pressure on your neck is not where his wound is. That's a question I can't answer.
4: Can we assume that, uh, <clears throat> like, I know that the lieutenant's on his way. Can we assume he's, like, bringing a cop car?
2: More than likely, that would be the response. Okay. All right. Jerry, what are you
3: doing outside? Um, I'm going to go and set up tape around the storage unit.
2: Okay. Anybody else doing anything now?
3: With that being said, the door's closed, right? Mm-hmm. And you have the note with you, or is no? It still... I put it, it's still in the coffin. Yeah, I you put, put it, it back. back. Okay, just putting tape up.
2: Yeah, and as you put that tape up, you notice that the damage that has been done to the garage door itself. As you kind of put the tape up,
3: mm-hmm. did
4: we see anyone go anywhere or anything?
3: Am I? I'm, I'm not with you right no. now, right? Yeah, you're still setting up that. But I would say, like, once I put the tape up, I walk back.
4: Nothing. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know what the fuck we're going to tell the lieutenant.
0: We we're, we're going to tell him what happened. We're going to tell or, or, we're going to tell everybody what happened, right?
1: <laughs> I don't even
0: know how the fuck I'm going to go
1: to sleep tonight.
0: How we we explain we we tell him the whole story.
2: you guys see the lights shining out from the window in the office as three police cruisers and an ambulance pull up.
1: I run out the the front door and kind of <laughs> wave my arm up wave them in mm-hmm.
2: and the three cars
4: park <laughs> shit's getting real yeah so do you know what mental disorder you have yet no I thought, it, <laughs> I thought
0: it was just gonna be straight amnesia I thought I was gonna have to play the whole See. thing off like I didn't know yeah Um, but I don't know what it is yet interesting maybe just very so very well. temporary, so yeah. temporary do you know yeah. what, what mental
3: hit, disorder god blessed you with <laughs> <mental disorder. laughs> no i'm on like, diagnosed. Like a, i'm on diagnosed. disorder god. so
1: what He's like, what did like what point threshold did you hit i
0: hit my breaking point uh, my old breaking okay. point was 48
1: point. and then once you hit that it's just like random he just gives y- you something yeah
0: he kind of writes it into the, how he did it before he was kind of wrote, wrote so it in so into you the don't story. know what not yet but is he going to officially tell you at some point he does yeah okay. that well that's what he did in the past got you I guess when he going. rolls
1: for um, breaking points and in, like insanity or whatever sanity checks, like what is that just like a, his description? Like
0: I think it's like you know <laughs> when like you know when like like in D anD D when like you're gonna get hit with something and you like you pass a dexterity check and you take like half damage if you pass.
3: I think that's kind of what that is. Okay, if it's that big, they would still be breaking up point by. shit makes it really fun once you do have a mental disorder because <laughs> 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 when I played Neil, when he had a mental like it was just so fun playing with him like. I gotta like you I want gotta channel. To I gotta channel yeah. Jerry a little bit more. Like it's gonna be really hard to live up to Neil like ever. Because like You're I wish you guys family. I wish you guys were there for that. Because that... Yeah. just
2: So rather quickly as these three cruisers pull up, you see exiting out of the first one, uh two patrol officers that you recognize, uh Jimmy Burks, Dennis Pierce. The second car is two more Patrol officers, uh, Eric Sanford and Grant Burris, and then the third cruiser is Lieutenant Longo himself. He exits out. The ambulance, two M- EMTs kind of jump out, and this all happens rather quickly. You're almost kind of brushed to the side, uh, and this scene kind of unravels where the EMTs go up to the body and start doing their quick things, and, you know, the patrol officers kind of start securing the perimeter. Lieutenant Longo approaches you guys. What happened? What happened?
4: Lieutenant, all the the other four guys are detectives? Patrol officers. Patrol. Okay. Do not allow these patrol officers into the building, please. Why? They can have the surrounding, but we just need to show you what we saw, if that's all right. What happened? I... It's hard to find a place to start. All right. Are you guys okay? We're going to be all
1: right, but, you know, Lieutenant... (laughs) When we start explaining some things to you and we show you down what's in this locker, you just gotta hear us out. That's all all I ask. Okay. Let's go. Okay,
2: let's go. And he
1: follows whoever's
2: leading him towards the storage locker.
3: I'm just out there, like, taping shit up. Like, (coughs) Yeah, walk up to the...
2: And at this point, you guys can see the sun starting to slowly
4: creep up. I assume we lead... Are are you coming, Jerry? I'm out there. I'm I'm out there taping shit up. Uh, Walk into the... You know, is there any immediate danger here? I don't believe that there is anymore.
2: Is there? Who did that to, to that kid? We don't fucking know. A perpetrator? You have no no ID, no physical description, nothing I can give the guys outside?
4: We have prints. We could give you fingerprints. And we could match them with a potential <clears throat> RJ. What? What
0: are you doing right now? What is this? What is this whole thing? Would you just listen to them for for a second? Just listen
4: to them. Just listen. If you'll follow us to the door, I th- you might have some answers. I start walking.
2: He has his hand on his holster as he follows.
4: Okay. Um, why you got your hand on your holster, there, Lieutenant? Because the way that you're acting makes
2: me think that there's something in here that you're I'm not, not going to like. You're not
4: threatening us in any way, are you? I put my hand on my holster.
2: Roy. What is it that you think you're doing right now? And he takes his hand off his holster. Kind of starts rubbing his leg.
4: Right this way to the door. I walk towards the door. And he follows point over to the dent in the door Uh, and then open it
3: Uh, am I I there? yeah Yeah, I'm gonna open it for him
2: Mm -hmm. and he looks in and he just kind of looks and at this point the sun creeping up over kind of casts this light that kind of ricochets out into the box kind of lighting it up he takes a long hard look at it he points towards the box who was in the box
3: um nobody
2: what else was in here
3: I start walking in
2: he takes a step in too
3: I show him the box with the tools
2: and he looks in you got samples of that?
3: Samples is in...
2: Samples of the blood. That is blood, right?
3: We assume... Did we take samples? I don't think we did yet.
0: No, we took fingerprints and so we tried to get ones off the floor the best we could. Mm. I do not think we took them off the tools. We have
3: mm. photographs of the entire search. And then um, I want to bring him over to the box with the dresses.
2: And he kind of like looks over and looks down at it okay we're fitting into the mo
3: at and then least. Jerry wants to be like I I, I, I chased him it I don't see anything what was the kid's name Chris it's a good kid
2: all right okay all right here's what's gonna happen. I am opening a case. Now I need statements. Right now. I need statements from each of you. Okay. Ray, Caleb, you two. I want you to follow me. You two walk this perimeter. And he points towards Roy Roy and Jerry. Walk this perimeter look for anything out of place, any way that someone can get in here, any way that someone can get out. Caleb, Ray, on me, now. And he starts walking.
0: I follow. My gun was never... I still my gun out, just holding it. Yeah. Never holstered it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I do follow him. Mm-hmm.
2: And he walks back into the office, and at this point, a uh, oh. couple of the officers are in there, and he kind of motions them over. And... Says something to them kind of outside of your guys' range of hearing. Not like purposefully trying to make sure that you don't hear it, but something quiet at least. And then he turns back around to you two. You two are going to give a statement to Gran over here. And then I'm going to have Roy and Jerry give a statement. Okay? Now, I don't want this to come off any way other than I mean it. Something is wrong here. Something is very wrong with what's going on here. You two are gonna give Grant an exact depiction of what happened. Right now. And Grant kinda of walks over and he has his little notepad out.
1: His lieutenant starting to walk away. Said, yeah. For L- Lieutenant.
2: And he turns around and looks.
1: Would Roy said back there to you? He only meant that your gun wasn't going to do anything against what we saw.
2: And I turned. To and he gives you, like, a long look, turns back around. Alex and Nick, I need you guys to leave the table.
3: Program point for that. Fucking quote. <laughs> that, that was, was so good. That was good. I just, because
2: no one's used any yet. I don't want to give so you guys a stockpile. Good. That was pretty good. So Grant kind of steps aside, uh, the EMTs are still finishing up their preliminary exam. Um, how you guys doing? You guys alright?
1: Uh, I've been better.
2: Okay, uh, what time did you guys come out here?
0: Fuck. 5, 5 a.m.? Yeah, uh, 5 a.m.
1: Maybe a little earlier, but nothing before 4.30, that's for sure.
0: Okay, so what happened when you
2: first
1: arrived on the scene? <sighs> Came in, Front office, boy Chris, are we still in the room with him? yeah I, I nod at him
2: mm-hmm.
1: he, he was a little a little shaken up, four guys walking in early in the morning, but he he uh, he cooperated, led us back to the uh to the locker. We opened it he, he took some information from us as well. He got a log book over there you you could look at it all right um did he seem on edge? Yeah, definitely. Uh I mean <laughs> me and uh me and Detective Flores we uh we came by a little earlier. We were a little gung-ho about getting in here and we might have spooked him a little, but it was all uh no harm, no foul. It was just a, just a little bit of recklessness. I, I it, nothing nothing happened pertaining to this.
2: <laughs> Detective O'Connor, did you notice anything off about this kid's demeanor?
0: No, obviously, he was shaken. So we pointed out for, that he didn't know right away, police officers, and then we calmed down the scene telling him that we were uh, officers, and he, he was he was a good kid.
1: Yeah, he might have been shaken up, but by the time he let us through, he was alright.
0: Yeah. Took down our names. Fucking shame, man. Point to the note that's mm. probably sitting on the counter. Yeah. And uh, he
2: complied with what you asked him to after that point? Absolutely. So he led you guys to that locker. Yep, one uh, seven four.
1: He o- he opened it for you guys. Uh, yeah, I believe so.
0: Yeah. yeah, he did. All right.
2: So what did you notice that made you go in? We suspected
0: there was um,
1: blood on the floor. Yeah, that was the first red flag. We did a lot of looking around before we even decided to cross the threshold.
0: But blood was the reason we knew we could enter.
1: There's cryptic writings on the wall. I was using my camera. Got the evidence, and I kind of, it's like, cross me. I mm-hmm. pat on it. Get these all developed uh, once we uh, get back to the to the station. But
0: Took prints on the door handle. Took prints on the box. Took prints... On everything that would have been touched by an individual that owned this locker. Okay, so once Chris opened up this locker for you,
2: then what happened? You guys went in, searched
0: it.
1: Yeah, at first we were just still doing a finer comb over, not really touching anything, just looking. We found that letter. Crazy ass letter, that's when it all started getting fucking crazy.
0: Crazy how? Huh? There's a lot that fit with the. Uh... You can go in there and read it
1: yourself, man. You're talking about growing, growing limbs from the heart and raising something up so we, it can walk and then it can run. And it, some motherfucker was making something. Uh, D- Detective uh, Hoyt, I'm just trying to take the statement. I know, I know, I know. Fuck. All right. But there was a coffin, an ornate coffin. I don't have to describe it. You can see the pictures we took. You can go see yourself. But we fucking decided to open it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Snap the chain from the bottom, and it's like it unleashed itself. It was like something was waiting in there, waiting to get out. You know.
2: Not a like someone in there.
1: Not. Something was in there. Something. I'm not gonna call it someone.
0: Entity. Something not a.
2: I'm gonna get fucking fired this
0: man. you guys are losing me
2: I need I just need specifics for the report
0: well you're not asking a question
2: what was in the box we just
0: told you nothing exactly
1: when we opened up the box there was no moving body in the box there was no living creature. There was a pillow With a Small note on it I didn't see it right in myself But I, I believe my colleague did here hmm. Something The door slammed When we opened the box Somebody closed the door? Not that we're aware of It just slammed Our flashlight stopped working I'm sure you can go look at my photos Cause I was taking As many photos as I could At the time But uh Our flashlights weren't working, so I don't know how much you're going to see. They did start working at a point when uh, we showed them on. Caleb here. He was getting choked up against the wall.
2: So your pictures are going to have pictures of the the perp on it?
1: I don't know what the fuck is going to be on those pictures that's choking him. Did you get
0: medical examination, Caleb? No, I don't need it. Are you sure? Yes. The EMTs are right there. I said what I said. Okay, so,
1: after a little bit,
2: I want to make sure that I got this right in wording. The box was opened. The coffin. The coffin was opened. Someone came out. Something. Something came out. Yes. Assaulted Detective O'Connor. Yes. You have pictures of it.
1: I don't know I got pictures of O'Connor getting assaulted But I don't know if I got pictures of it Assaulting O'Connor
0: There's nothing there There was nothing there Okay, Look, 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 look I've known you guys for a while
2: Okay I know that this case is stressful I'm not, I'm not Invalidating whatever happened in there But You are some of our best detectives And this is an important case I can't speak for Lieutenant Longo, but with what's going on, probably would be a good idea to try and keep your heads above water here. And he puts his hands up, you know, kind of in that fashion. You're telling me that you were assaulted by an invisible force. And I, 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 I,
1: you know what? I don't want to put that in writing. And I want to like look at Caleb, like kind of give him a a wide eyed nod, not, not too Heavy, but, you know, just a little, like, go with me.
0: We're gonna say it was a man, because we heard footsteps, didn't we, Caleb? I put my gun that I've been holding down on the counter, and just squeezed, like, the outside part of the trigger and the barrel in my hand. Mm-hmm. And just say, I heard footsteps.
1: There were footsteps, and they got louder before Caleb was assaulted, and then they dissipated. When he was finished getting assaulted. When the door was flung back open. Okay. And they dissipated. And then we heard very quickly a commotion in the office we're standing right here. By the time myself and Detective Flores ran down, just the two of us, well, poor Chris here was, uh, he was on to the next world. So there were probably multiple perpetrators. I cannot say for sure. But if it was a single perpetrator this single perpetrator would have had to have been very fast okay yeah fast fast okay maybe even something that no one's ever seen before
2: so you guys follow up down the path into the office and you didn't catch you didn't catch any glimpse of whatever happened
1: to chris doors weren't even swinging open or shut. Who f- who who went down all four of you? Nope. Just myself and Detective Flores like I said. Caleb here was still recovering and our sergeant was attending uh, his fallen fallen officer.
2: Detective O'Connor, you you're 100% sure you don't want any medical attention? I have to put that in the report that yes. you said Yes. Okay. Uh, and who made the call for backup? Jerry went out. Used to pay
1: phone. We, uh, we didn't have a patrol car with us We wanted to roll up discreetly to the site Doing a search And it Appears that was all for nothing
0: Okay
2: I need you both to sign this and acknowledge that you are In your right mind and this is a truthful statement And he puts
1: his paper towards you with a pen Absolutely And I want to sign it And then after I sign it before I give it back to him You said it yourself we're the best detectives you got. So when I'm over here saying that something otherworldly might have gone down, don't take it lightly.
2: And he takes it back and hands it out towards Detective O'Connor.
0: Sign it, almost in a, you know, one of those signatures that's just almost two straight lines with like a little bit of squiggle to it. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what he gives him, kind of staring at him with this look of not fear, but anger and a little bit of panic, I think. Mm. And he slides it back to him.
2: So, as Longo kind of gives you guys that, you know, you're gonna give this statement to to Burris, he walks back out and he, like, just told Roy and Jerry, hey, can you, you know, check the perimeter, see if you caught anything weird? You guys barely make it, like, ten steps, then Longo comes back out. Sergeant, Detective, can you please step over here with me? Yes. Uh, I'm gonna take a written statement about what happened here with the two of you. Is that okay?
4: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Don't even say. It.
2: Maybe I like saying it. <laughs> Don't say I thought you were gonna say it. Trump and Finn, can you please leave the table? <laughs> <laughs> So Lieutenant Longo kind of steps aside, looks toward you guys. This is, you know, purely for the case. Just a couple of questions. Run me down what happened. That's okay with you guys? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. What time did you guys arrive on the scene?
4: 5 o'clock a.m.?
3: I don't know what time it was. Yeah, four thirty-five.
2: Alright. All right. Um, and what happened when you first arrived, when you first walked in?
3: Uh, we, uh, well, I walked in, said something to Chris because I had talked to him a little bit earlier and then we showed badges. He asked for our names. We gave him our names, which is written down on a notebook in this office.
2: And, uh, this kid, Chris, what was his demeanor like? Was he
3: calm? Was he on edge? He was on edge, but nice kid.
4: Sergeant? He was a, a little bit on edge. I feel that it was only because of the way that we had introduced ourselves prior to this engagement.
2: All right. So who opened the locker?
3: Chris, Chris opened the locker.
2: It
4: was Chris. So was, he agreed to do this for you guys? He yeah. did. He agreed. We had informed him that it was not above or against the law to for him to be the one to open it for us. He concurred.
3: And he did this completely willingly. You didn't force him. We told him that all we needed was to be able to see something. that Gave us a reason to walk in, which obviously the blood and the rest gave us a reason.
2: There's That's no true. other reason that he <laughs> decided to help? There was nothing forceful. Hmm. Okay. Nothing forceful. So once the locker was opened, what, what made you guys go in?
4: Blood. Legally. Casket. Grain, which I'm, I know that you're aware is has been a uh, underlying piece of evidence in several cases. Who 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 went in first? Yeah, I,
3: I remember I went in, checked the boxes. Um, I know, I know. Ray went in with a camera. Yep, yeah. that's about all I remember.
4: I don't recall the order. I just remember all of us almost simultaneously entering. Okay. So,
2: what happened once you guys went in? What what were you...
3: What did you do? I checked the boxes with the dresses in it first. Um, after I saw those ones, I went over to the boxes with the drills in them and tools.
4: Took pictures of different evidence. I investigated the grain. Um, took note of about just about every detail in this room. Took fingerprints.
2: And at this point, you see a couple officers come out from the office and begin walking towards uh, the storage container. Lieutenant, I don't think that they should really... It's a crime scene, and we're just securing it. So, and then what happened? You guys basically
3: did a
4: comb-over, um,
3: took some samples. I think somebody found a note on the table. Don't remember who.
4: That's... That's right.
3: And, uh, Ray looked at the letters on the walls with the camera. That might have been before we walked in, though.
4: Is the note still in the storage unit, or is that... Yes. Yeah, there's a uh, note that's, you know, the uh, these officers are going to be able to get their hands on. Uh, sporadically written, seems as if the mental stability of whoever wrote it is... Should be questioned.
2: Did you guys get anything linking
4: Bobby or RJ? (laughs) I think the The note was signed RJ, right? The note was signed RJ. Same initials, Um, and so the the handwriting is this handwriting the same as the note that was given to Bobby Tillman? This no, we no,
3: yeah, no, it's cursive. Okay,
4: Um, but yeah. This this is signed RJ as well as the note that was given to Bobby Tillman.
2: And that note was in there when you guys went in?
4: That's correct. Okay. So, note,
3: boxes, anything else? Well, we decided to find out what was in the box. The casket? The casket. So, I was the one to break the chain. Right? That's right, yeah. Uh,
4: It was with standard bolt cutters. We still have them on hand.
3: Um, No. Cut the bolt. Door closed. Heard footsteps. Or Someone
2: closed the
4: door?
3: Yeah, it did. What, the door closed? Who closed it? The door closed. The door flung closed. Who closed it? None of us.
4: The question is, what closed it, Lieutenant?
3: And then Caleb went up the wall.
4: Hold on.
2: So the perpetrator was, did he come in and then close it, or closed it from the outside? We didn't
3: see it, it just closed. Okay. And then Caleb went up the wall.
2: What do you mean? Caleb went up the wall, I don't
4: know, I don't know. He was pushed with his back up
3: against the wall in that storage unit.
4: Okay. The lights went out.
3: So at this point. how windy.
4: At
2: this point, the perpetrator is in there with you. Yes. I guess and you did you get a, a look at him
3: I think Ray got
4: a picture picture Ray took several pictures a
3: lot of pictures
2: so perpetrator begins assaulting Caleb yeah detective O'Connor mm-hmm.
4: that's right okay and then what happened
3: the wall. Anyway. Uh,
4: pushed up against the wall I uh, pulled my firearm out and uh, there was a discharge I fired. Uh, my gun and um, you you and the the patrol officers will be able to see a hole in the uh, east side of the unit
2: gotcha you missed the perpetrator
4: I believe may have triggered it to stop I don't believe that I missed per se lieutenant so he's wounded wherever he is
3: stop saying he
2: was it a woman
3: we didn't see
2: the perpetrator. The perpetrator is wounded.
3: Are we right? Are we inside of it right now? No, no. You it? guys are outside, way outside, like way outside o- of off it? to the side. Is it of the... sunny out? At this Did point, see... the sun's starting to rise. Yeah. <clears throat> Did you see the door?
2: Yeah, there was some damage to it. I didn't know if that was there before or not.
3: That was... could a person do that damage? It wasn't there beforehand. Jerry. I'm gonna
2: say this very fucking plainly I am taking a written report And I'm not playing games Answer the questions or don't I'm no I'm answering fucking your hypo- questions. hypotheticals No cute I'm answering shit this your is-
3: questions. Go look at the door That's all I'm saying
2: I saw the door Now the officers are looking at the door We're gonna know what happened to the door That's fine I'm asking you about what happened in here
3: I told you We were alone in there I cut that that chain and it did that, that casket didn't open. The, the the door to the storage unit just closed. I don't know how you want me to explain that.
4: Jerry's not lying, Lieutenant. And I'm sure that Caleb and Ray were not lying either. Jerry's like questioning himself. Can I tell that you're questioning yourself? Hmm.
2: So I I want to make sure that I'm writing down what you are saying in an appropriate manner. You broke the chain. Who And who opened the coffin?
3: Nobody. I just
4: broke the chain. That broke was the it? chain. The coffin opened. The Jerry broke the chain, and then whatever pushed Caleb up against the wall opened the coffin during that. So someone th- was in the coffin. Something was in the coffin. That's correct.
2: And he catches himself for a second. And you recognize that he was about to say something. So... The perpetrator was in the coffin at that time, locked in, presumably by this RJ.
3: We would assume so, because it didn't manifest until I broke the chain. Okay.
2: And then the perpetrator attacked Caleb. During this whole thing, nobody saw.
4: Mm -mm. Stark. We saw. Your flashlights went out. They went out. The lights went out, but I saw very clearly Caleb being lifted up off the floor and his back pressed up against the wall, and I did not see a single entity do that.
2: He kind of gives you a weird
4: look. What do you mean? Caleb flew in the air and was pressed up against the fucking wall in that storage unit, Lieutenant. I did not see a perpetrator. I did not see a single human living organism push him up against the wall. Jerry can vouch for me. Caleb... Ray can vouch for me. Detective Flores? Mm Mm-hmm. That's how it went. Okay.
2: So after this, you said the door opened. The door flung open. Flung open. That's right. And I'm going out on a limb here and saying that none of the four of you opened the door or saw anything open the door.
3: Mm
2: Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. And then what?
3: And then we heard noise from the office. <laughs> Not maybe 10 seconds after the door opened. How far is the storage unit from the office? About
2: 40 yards. 50 yards. Is that yards? fast?
3: Was, w- would I think that that's like, wow, that person was really fast to get from here to the office in that amount of time? Yes.
2: Yes. Because you, you, mm-hmm. you personally, Jerry, you were banging on the garage door, yeah, yeah. flung up, probably like cut your hand when it kind of shot mm-hmm. up, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And immediately just kind of like stumbled out and heard this commotion, Ray quickly behind you and, you know, running yeah. down. It's probably like a, dude, a, a two four five forty four 40? forty. All right,
3: Sheesh. <laughs> Lieutenant, it was fast. I mean, uh, it was. I was right near the door. I mean, I, I as soon as that door opened, I, I, I was out there, too. I was scared for my life. Is it possible that there were
2: multiple perpetrators, one in there, that mm. locker with you, and another at the office?
3: It's hard to say. I mean, I, I guess it's possible, but, I mean, I didn't see anything. I didn't hear anything. And me and Ray, at that point, we, you know, as soon as we heard... What was going on in the office? We ran up there 10, 15 seconds later.
2: You two were the first to respond to the office?
3: Yeah.
4: That's right. I'd stayed with Caleb because he was on the ground after he had received the uh, injury. Uh, Did he have any visible injuries at that time? uh, No, he did not. He did not, but I know that he recalls the injuries.
2: Okay. Jerry, after that this is
3: when you called me for backup. Mm. We, me and Ray, we got into the office. We saw Chris bleeding out, and I walked out the front door. I wanted to. I wanted to. I wanted to catch him. Figured maybe he would be, you know, right up the street in the parking lot still. Nothing. Nothing. It was I've in fact I've never heard Linwood Falls be that quiet my entire life. That's when I called you?
2: Okay. He finishes writing some notes and then kinda looks at the paper and says I need a signature from both of you confirming that you are in your right mind and the report that you just gave to me
4: was completely true.
3: I take the pen I sign it. Right away. hands it over to Roy.
4: Roy hesitates um, but he signs it. Okay.
2: Alright. Let's go back in. Maybe they're finished giving their statement. After this you guys, are, you guys are dismissed. We'll take it from here. We'll clean up the scene. Go home, get some rest, because it's been a pretty long night for you guys. And he starts walking in towards the office.
4: Guys, we've locked <laughs> Lieutenant Longo in the coffin. We need to go now. <laughs> we need to leave. <laughs> Fire at the coffin. <laughs>
2: so, Caleb, Ray, as you guys finish giving your dissertation of the events that transpired to uh, Officer Grant Burris, ushering in behind Lieutenant Longo are Sergeant McNeil and Detective Flores. You guys are kind of following behind him and then he approaches you two, Ray and Caleb, and says Alright, you guys are all wrapped up here. Four of you, go home. Get some rest. I'm not gonna blame you if you want to take tomorrow off, but you're dismissed at this point. Don't worry about going back to the station. Don't worry about no paperwork, no nothing. Just go home, okay? We got it from here. We'll wrap up the scene. I'll give you a report in the morning if you choose to come in,
1: okay? Thank you, Lieutenant. Come on, boys. Got my keys. I jangle them
2: a little bit. And the four of you make your way out? Yeah. And at that point, as you're walking out, you notice that Chris's body is being put in the back of a larger truck by none other than Davy Jones, who sees you guys coming out and just keeps doing what
0: he's doing, body bag. Did you, did, did you guys see the see the note?
4: Nope.
0: Do you want to go look at it?
1: Can you just tell me what it said?
0: It said, Lawman, you've begun a war within yourselves which will kill you or set you free. Who was it addressed to? Lawman.
4: Jesus Christ. I want to look at Davy Jones as we're <laughs> Davy Jones. I want to look at Davy Jones while we're walking to uh, Ray's truck. Like, what's is he looking at us? Like, No. No, he's he's not yeah. fixated. Okay.
0: I get Control. Going home. Yeah. yeah, do we have all our stuff, like <clears throat> evidence that we took from the locker? No. I don't have those
2: fingerprints. Before you left, I'd actually say Lieutenant Longo asked for any evidence that you collected to kind of put everything all together. Did you hand them Fingerprints
0: I would have given to him, yes. Okay. Anything that you would have kept? I don't think I took everything else. I think...
4: Could I have... It's okay. Actually, like I would like to have grabbed a handful of grain. Okay. That's alright? That's fine. I'll allow that. Before
1: I leave my camera with him, I want to just point it right over his shoulder. I don't even know what the fuck it's looking at. I just want to take a picture. Mm-hmm. Over
0: your
2: shoulder.
1: Yeah. Just okay. take a picture. Okay. And then it like it it clicks and it yep, registers a photo. Yep. And I leave it with him. Okay.
0: What are you up
1: to?
2: Okay. And you guys leave into Ray's truck. What day is it? Sunday? Yes, I believe it is oh, it is now Sunday.
1: Hmm. Uh I start the ignition before I Start driving. I uh, break the break the ice. I had to go with Lieutenant.
3: Told him what happened. He believe you. He got a little nippy with me, but he does that every time I speak. So
4: I assume you both were truthful. <laughs> well, we can be truthful, but. There's only so much they want to hear. Did you tell him
1: everything or no? Of course. Well, what did we see? Nothing. It's <laughs> pretty much what we told him. I started driving.
2: Time passes and eventually you make your way back to the police department. What time is it? At this point, probably about 6.30. Anyone going into the police department or to your cars and home?
0: Nah, if I have my keys, I just go to my car.
3: Yeah, I'm going to go home. Same here. Okay.
0: Everybody heading home. I'm not heading home.
2: Everybody heading to their cars. Roy, are you going to Douglas? I'm going to Douglas. Okay. Ray, to your home.
0: Yes. Okay. Jerry, home. Mm -hmm. Detective O'Connor. Sunday morning. I'm going to church. No sleep. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Closest church, or do you have one in mind? No, I have my church. There's definitely a church. It's a home parish. To. Come on. Yeah. Of course. Okay. Come on. What's your church called?
1: It's man of faith. The,
0: the, the Church of God and the Saints. The church of, <laughs> All of them? The <laughs> All, All, of them? <laughs> All of them? No shot. And the saints. That's crazy.
2: Pulling up to Church of God and the Saints. <laughs> your uh, church lets you have gods and saints? <laughs> Both. Um, Yeah, you are a practicing Catholic. Good old Irish boy. Mass has not begun yet. There's I mean, on a,
0: there's on a sunrise service?
2: Doesn't seem to be. Okay. Um but there is. Probably when it's warmer out you would see that more typically.
0: Okay. Um but there is a car, presumably, in this parking lot. Yeah, absolutely. The door's unlocked, I'm gonna walk inside. Yeah.
2: Walk in, the halls kinda all the pews lined down, and there are actually a couple of people here, probably about a dozen or so scattered about. This is a larger church, I would guess. Or yeah, would you... yeah. Probably seats like, I don't know, 150 probably? Okay, 200 yeah. maybe? Stained glass mosaics kind of... The light from the sunrise kind of diffuses through and scatters out kind of with this warm glow that kind of spreads over the pews. There's not, you know, a priest actively giving a service or anything like that, but there are people who are praying and lighting the candles
0: and that such. No, I just want to sit and, um... Burn the last 24 hours into memory. And... Thinking about... Thinking about a dream... That I had... Where I saw... Somebody that needed my help. Something... That needed me. That... Looked familiar. And although I know I... Can help. I don't know how. And then seeing that same face those same eyes in my dream when I went to the trailer park seeing them in the rocks I want to burn that into my brain roll sanity 28 on a 47
2: there's something comforting about this moment you are and it is not a surprise to you you are self aware ...in your actions, in this moment, in the past 24 hours, you are deranged. You feel yourself unhinged. There's a lid that's been opened and something's pouring out and it's not good. It's really not good. And it scares the fuck out of you. You don't feel yourself. You don't feel safe. But there's this moment where you're sitting here and you feel calm. And whether it is you closing your eyes and maybe falling asleep for a second or whether it is truly something within yourself that has become undivided, you're going to regain one sanity point. But it's a unique moment for you. Discomforting. But calming. For a split second, you you're able to wrangle the rabid dog that has been your brain.
0: Only for a second. And still no pastor? Nobody's come to the front? Not yet. Okay. About, say, sit ten minutes probably, and then head out on my way home. Okay. Back home.
2: Ray, you're heading straight home? Yeah. Okay. And you arrive in due time. Anything that you do when you come in?
1: Come in, pull out a dart, rip a couple shots of whiskey.
2: Sarge comes up and starts patting down. And...
1: Yeah. Like, like, definitely rip like three or four shots of whiskey like right off. Need something that just like fucking hmm take the edge off and put me in my fucking recliner yeah I just kind of fucking sit down think about things definitely seeing seeing Chris wasn't it wasn't like oh dead body I'm shook it's just like fuck just like walking up on Mm -hmm. a fresh scene like that is always just fuck yeah so close you know sleep does eventually take you though on the Lazy Boy? Of course.
2: Roy, you're heading home? Yes. It is a Sunday. April does not have school tomorrow. Noted. Your drive home is obviously a lot longer than the other three, but eventually you do find your way to your ranch.
4: Okay. Um, I want to uh, go to the chicken coop. And I want to feed the chickens I want to, you know, brush Feed caper, Mm -hmm. a horse I want to Grab one of the chickens And I Want to feed it the grain that I Brought Mm -hmm. Does it eat it? Yeah Okay, I grab it and I bring it in the house I just drop it It's a house chicken now Yeah Okay. Is April up? It's very early, I don't Probably not Okay, just go upstairs, go to bed.
2: Okay, with the house chicken. Yeah, just hanging around. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry, you're heading home. Yeah. And you said you live on a more
3: secluded property. Yeah, very secluded. Mm-hmm. Almost like country in the in the north. Say Jerry gets home. What time is it? Like six
2: thirty-seven. Yeah, like probably six. Six thirty, 630,
3: six thirty-five. yeah so wife probably up getting ready for work and Jerry just acts like everything's normal with her doesn't really let her in on anything
2: purposefully veiling your emotions
3: yeah and then um, like lets her know like it was you know it's a long night you know she kind of has an understanding that there's a case that's going on that he's really stressed out about but nothing like it's not going to be like, oh my god, all this happened tonight. And he's going to take a bath and he's going to drink, kind of similar to like, similarly to Ray here, and he's going to call his parents.
2: Mm. Where do your parents live?
3: Um, they live in San Antonio, Texas. Mm.
2: Okay. And you call and picks up. Sounds like it's your dad. Flores residence.
3: Dad. Jerry. Dad, I, I just wanted to say I love you. Something happened, son. We have a case right now. I, I don't know how safe it is. I, I feel like things are catching up to me. I'm scared, Dad. I've never been scared like this before.
2: You want me to come down there, boy?
3: No, you, you should stay there. Take care of Mom. I'll keep in touch with you. I, I just needed to call you. I needed to, I needed to hear you. Is Mom awake?
2: No, she's still sleeping.
3: All right. Love You're,
2: you. Do you hang up right after you say that? Mm-hmm. All right. Click.
3: And I just take my bath, smoke a cigarette, hit the hay.
2: Sleep takes you. Caleb, after your church foray, you make your way home?
0: Yeah. I'm assuming, if not up yet, that my wife and mother are both getting ready to go to church. Yes. It seems She's, like they are. And she probably, when I work on Saturday nights, she probably takes her to church. Mm-hmm. She knows I'm sleeping. And I get into bed ready to sleep excited about it excited to get maybe my head straight
2: okay so sleep does eventually take the four of you Jerry you wake up what time do you think you would probably wake up at your shift starts at 7 p.m
3: so I went to bed around 7 8,
2: 730 yeah probably probably put it around like 730
3: like noon not a lot of sleep.
2: Okay, up around noon. What do you do? Got basically seven hours before. Her.
3: Yeah, um, I'm gonna go to the park.
2: Would take a walk? Anyone in particular, or just uh, just a whatever
3: park the- is closest to me? Not in Linwood Falls.
2: Okay, all right. Yeah, that's easy enough to do. Right. Time do you think you wake up?
1: It'd be like three. Took a nice long sleep. Mm-hmm.
2: And is there anything that you would do in those four hours prior to? Going into work. or I, And Lieutenant Longo extended this offering for you guys to just take the day off if you wanted. Is anyone planning on taking him up on that offer?
1: No. Jerry's not, now. I'm going to get up, go outside, cut some wood for the, uh, the fireplace. Okay. And when I'm done, uh, the only other thing I want to do is go to the, where, wherever my local ammo, rifle shot game shop. Mm-hmm. I want to go pick up some ammo for my personal handgun. Okay. My personal handgun is uh, my Beretta. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
1: f- it was a 9mm nine nine 40 9mm. Yeah. Uh, M19 5-1. Um, that's from a while ago. Uh, yeah, I pick up a Box. fair amount of, ca- of boxes.
2: Like a case or a couple boxes
1: yeah. Take home like 10 boxes 10 boxes Okay yeah, like a, f- a fair amount of ammo Alright For personal Okay And uh I just go home Just relax Smoke a couple cigs Okay
4: Roy anything that you're planning to do? Yeah I wanna Wake up around Noon I would say mm-hmm. Not very much Sleep but enough uh, I assume April's Yeah it, about. Y-
2: Yeah You mean you come down And it looks like she's Reading a book in the living room
4: all right, I want to, uh, you know, do do the laundry, um, just house errands, right? Mm. Yeah, just go, go out and about, do that type of shit. I want to go and r- ride caper, ride the horse for, like, but I want to, like, really push them, Like, I want to, like, make them giddy up and trot and sprint <laughs> I want to really push him Yada yada
0: roll ride for
4: me <laughs> come on caper come on boy that had a rough night 72 on a 60 <laughs> 72 on a 60
3: you fall break your femur
2: caper's in bad shape and you notice this when you're riding him uh, it's not from like lack of taking care of him you you take care of this horse rather religiously seems like maybe he's got a cold or something something's a little off nothing like super super alarming like no huge red flags but you can tell something's just a little bit off maybe he twisted his ankle or something it's the ride is rough but it's still you know riding caper to you but yeah. when you start to push him a little bit you can see that he's kind of giving you a little bit of resistance in wanting to to Go that speed, and maybe there's like a trail nearby, and he's got to jump over a couple logs or something, and he's a little bit reluctant to to really ride at full force.
4: Yeah, I imagine that we're like he's out of the fence, and you know we're going down trails and shit mm-hmm. like that. So. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Roy's cool with that. Was like, you know, we all have our days. You're not, you're not no racehorse anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Bring him back in. Brush him. Make sure he's in good shape. Um, I always love when they're like, I water my horse. Like, they never <laughs> say, like, I give my horse water. They're like, oh,
2: we got to water the horses.
4: Water the fuck out of that horse. Back
2: to the cowboy shit. Fucking <laughs> full circle.
4: Um, I go in. Where's the
2: chicken? At this point, you notice, maybe you missed it earlier, but April's sitting on the couch reading a book. The chicken is in her lap.
4: I walk up, I grab the chicken, I throw it on the ground. Like I don't like pike but I like pick it up and I just drop it. <laughs> okay. I'm like, don't get near the fucking chicken. What, what are you doing? Why is the chicken in the house?
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I thought it was hurt or something. Look,
4: no, it's I mean, yeah, it's 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 you been brought sick. the chicken in the house, right? Yes. Yes, it was me. I didn't think it was gonna be you. So then why do I have to get off the chicken? Look, the chicken is not feeling well. Caper's not feeling well. I just wanna make sure that this chicken doesn't get the other chicken sick. It's gonna be okay, all right. What's your reading? What's your reading? Pride and Prejudice. Look, don't worry about the fucking chicken. All right. <laughs> Is the chicken okay? Are you okay, Uncle Roy? Uh, yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Um, Pride and Prejudice.
3: <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about the fucking chicken. Don't worry about the chicken. You bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're showing a little bit of abuse right now. <laughs>
4: I liked uh, I liked that book when I read it. Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> are you reading it are you reading it for school or what are you just reading it for, you know, recreation? What's the deal here? Looks like she's about
2: to say something and she stops. She stops herself.
4: Mm-hmm. Just thought I'd read it. That's good. That's good, April. Alright. I'm gonna go finish up laundry. Okay. Whatever. Lunch will be ready All soon. Right. Okay. Alright. I go up and finish laundry and do the laundry. And uh, I want to go into her closet and I want to see how many dresses she has in the closet. Full length dresses? Whatever dresses represented the ones in the box. The ones that were in the box were
2: very frilly. Okay. April isn't that kind of girl. She's got long skirts, but like full length dresses. She probably only has like two that she wears on like special occasions like Easter or something like that, but she's not, she doesn't, she doesn't really have many dresses per se. Okay.
4: I fold up her shit. I close her closet, fold up her shit, put it on the bed and uh, walk out, get lunch ready go about the day. Okay. Don't worry about the fucking chicken. (laughs) Get the (laughs) The chicken off of your lap right now.
2: Caleb, your head hits the pillow, and it's really hard to fall asleep. Like, you feel super cold for some reason, and you try to, like, roll over and, like, get yourself comfortable, but it's, like, fucking freezing in the room. And it's, like, frustrating to a point. So you kind of, like, grab for the blanket, but the blanket's not on the bed, and, like, you're getting frustrated trying to grab it, and you shoot up and look around... You are in the trailer park right next to the river. It is broad daylight.
0: Can I look around? You look around. Am I right behind that trailer?
2: A ways away from it and away from the trailers itself. It doesn't look like you're in the immediate viewpoint of other people. But I would like to introduce you to your disorder. Fugues. Please write that on your character sheet.
0: Jesus
3: Christ. What's fugues?
2: Fugues slash uh, we can call it
0: minute amnesia. Oh god! <laughs> oh my god! Am I near those rocks? Yep. Yeah. Can I inspect myself?
2: You are in your pajamas.
0: <laughs> Anything on my hands? Cuts. Where?
2: Kind of on like you like the bottom of your palm, as if like it got scraped not like cuts and the more that you look at it and kind of rub it a little bit yeah it looks like like scrape from like that you would get from like falling on pavement or something like that and then I the sun is very high in the sky like almost like right up in the sky
0: can I look over the rocks yeah I turn around yeah my car anywhere in sight no you are also barefoot
3: good morning
0: can I walk back to um where I parked Like 12 hours ago. Your car is there. Check my pockets. Empty. Is my car unlocked? No. It is locked. Don't have my keys anywhere on me. Nope.
2: And if you look in, the keys aren't in the car.
0: Head back down to the river. Check around the rocks. Roll search. 63 on a 40. Nowhere in sight. Is there a um, dumpster in this trailer park? Not that you can see immediately, no. Is there an area where a lot of trash is? Noticing from yesterday and last night, I mean, there was a bunch of trash barrels. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, the fire barrels
2: and stuff like that, but, like, collections of trash, there's a dump that you saw on, like, the far, far side, but people, like, there's not, like, piles of trash around, you know what I mean? Yeah, I want to go to where there is areas of trash.
3: A dumping ground. take some time
2: to look for your keys through areas of trash, and... You're starting to see people kind of look at you a little bit sideways. I
0: wasn't looking for my keys. Oh, I'm sorry. Looking for a wire hanger.
2: Oh, okay. All right. Roll search again. Uh, roll lock actually. Twenty nine on a forty five. Twenty nine on a forty five. Yeah, you find a wire hanger in some uh, in some trash that's in that dump on the far side of the trailer park.
0: Can I kind of get away from these people? Yeah. Try to go unsighted. Take a long way around. Yeah. Mm. Break some lines. Yeah, get back to my car and try to jimmy the lock open.
2: Okay. Roll um, roll a general dexterity check for me.
0: Got another 29 on a 50. This is eerie.
2: You're able to get the hanger down and kind of loop it around the uh, the physical lock and click. Pop it open.
0: Roll alertness. Uh, Seventeen on a sixty-four.
2: You hear footsteps coming behind you. Turn. Charles, hands in his pocket, kind of approaching you.
0: Hey, man. You all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: All good here. What? All all good here. And he looks down at your feet. Cut, bloodied a little bit. Looks at the car. Takes his hand out of his pocket. He's got a key ring hanging on his finger. Kind of looks at the key ring Looks at you Extends his
0: hand out Can I take the keys slowly? Mm-hmm Can I look in my glove compartment For any cash that I have in there?
2: You Are you the kind of guy that keeps Cash in the center console or glove Probably compartment? Probably
0: a little bit extra, not anything insane Five bucks? Yeah, Yeah, can I hand it to Charles? Yeah, he takes it, still completely silent can I, as I'm still staring at him, can I just close the door, get in my car and close the door? Yeah. Then drive away. As you're, like, pulling back, he kind of gives you a
2: nod, pockets the bill. You're driving barefoot. Yeah. Where are you heading? Uh, home. Car radio says 1 o'clock p.m.
0: Home. Okay. Yeah. Home. Home. <laughs> yeah. Um <Home. laughs> and uh I think I want to go home. I I I, I get home. Mhm. Wipe's cars in the driveway. Um we don't have a back door, do we? up to you? I do we do have a back door cuz I established that I went out in my back porch Rip to smoke a cigarette before. Yeah. Um I going to go in whichever door I kind of look in, whichever one she's not going to be in.
2: You guess about this time she's probably in the kitchen.
0: Yeah. Try to get around them. Maybe
2: making lunch for your mom? Yeah,
0: try -hmm. to get around them. Maybe the front then, if the back door connects to the kitchen.
2: It's up to you. Yeah, try to get around them. What room in your house are you trying to get to? Bathroom. Roll stealth.
0: 57 on a 30.
2: The door clicks as you close it behind you. But your wife doesn't immediately, like, jump up or anything. Like, you don't hear any kind of commotion. And you're able to tap, 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 make your way into the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You also don't, like, see your wife or anything like that?
0: Yeah, I... I just want to get a shower. Okay. Jump in the shower. Yeah. Wash off. Um, Get out. Mm. Just shave meticulously mm. around my neck. Yeah. Checking my neck.
2: Neck looks fine.
0: All right. And I wash my hands, then feet. Of, not, there's still going to be cuts there. Your pajamas but. are also, have grass stains on them. That's, it's all right. They get Uh, i I'm going to fold them up. Okay. And then I'm going to um. go in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Get my outfit together. When I open my closet, mm. and want to take a hat off the back of the door. Okay. It's this brimmed, charcoal-colored hat with a uh, with like a dark gray band on it that looks like almost like a forties detective hat. Okay. And I'll put that on. So gumshoe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just look at my best. All right. And then head out for lunch into the kitchen. Okay. Yeah, and your wife's there.
2: She yeah. sees you come out. Six hours before your shift starts In your full get up and the hat mm-hmm. Indoors She looks at you You alright Caleb? Yeah
0: how was how, how, was, how was how was How was church? It was good Mom's alright? Yeah yeah she's good
2: You know of course she complains about my driving But you know how your mother is She's taking a nap right now, but thought I'd make some sandwiches for her when she wakes up. And for you, where were you?
0: Doing some gardening. I should have run to the store. We needed more mulch.
2: Oh, oh, okay. All right. The uh,
0: plants are doing, Sandwich,
2: you said? Yeah, yeah, oh, sandwich, yeah. sandwich. And she kind of, like, points over to some sandwiches she made.
0: Thank you. You really... Your treasure... Thank you, Caleb. Give her a little
3: kiss. (laughs) Okay, let's do it. Now, kith.
2: You enjoy your sandwich and some more small talk that is slightly awkward with your wife. You feel well-rested, though, kind of as it settles in after the, you know, scare of what happened happened. Roll sanity for me, by the way.
0: Damn it. Uh, 16 on a 48
2: you're okay you're fine all right we're, um, fine. we're fine we're moving We're yeah good.
0: exactly and i want to go about my day uh relaxing thinking about how i'm ready to um in your full suit and hat yeah maybe sit on the couch watch tv for a little bit but know that i'm i'm ready for the day i'm ready for an investigation that's what i'm here to do that's what that's what i came to this town for to be an investigator and we got a case on our hands okay all right
2: Anyone else doing anything? Uh, Jerry, you said you were going to the to the park. Is there anything that you do after walking through? And it is kind of nice, you know, relaxing. And it's surprisingly warm for, you know, January, even out in Minnesota.
3: Um, No, it's just kind of like a mind refresher, mm-hmm. trying to get out and just kind of get shit out of my head. That's pretty much it.
2: How long do you think you spend out there?
3: Like, two to three.
2: Okay. And after that, is there any more plans, or...?
3: Um, not really. Just go home and get ready to go. Even though I'm taking walks in the park, like, it's everything is still on my mind very much, and he's kind of, like, anxious. Like, he's just trying to burn time mm-hmm. before he goes back to work.
2: Right. Then, with the events that occurred the previous night still fresh in your mind, separate different neuroticies taking form and a new day ahead of you that is where we're going to pick up next session
4: sheesh that was a good session
0: thanks for listening to this episode of lfvcu a nasty table production